Hello, welcome to this episode of the Horse with No Name podcast. We are again previewing a season with our men's basketball team taking the floor this weekend against both St. Mary's and Salisbury. Uh, we are sponsored by The Grill and Bob, good to see you again. It is great to see you, Zach. I feel like uh, we were just talking women's basketball. Now we're going to talk men. This is good. We've got a good condensed schedule and we even get to see each other in person this weekend. So I know, it'll, it. it's going to be fun and actually great to uh, see the uh, student athletes getting to do what they love to do. So absolutely, it'll be a little, little different with not very many fans and uh, just some parents there and uh, all the staff and things like that. But I think we have it worked out. And uh, of course, you can catch all the games on the Chargers Sports Network and listen to Blake and I try to describe what's going on. So uh, it was something to look forward to. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to having sports. It's been March fifth was the last time we hosted an event here on campus. So uh, I've been trying to watch a few more games and uh, figure out uh, the broadcast thing again. But uh, looking forward to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Last night I actually went to a high school game. So uh, it was interesting to see that. And uh, it, it, it definitely a different experience with lack of fans, but uh, it's amazing how much noise a small group of people can actually put up. So absolutely. Especially in our gym with that roof, you can hear yeah. everything. So it, yeah. it should be, it should be, you will hear a couple of things anyway. So yep. uh, without further ado, we want to welcome head coach John Mack to the program. John, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Excited to be with you guys today. Well, we're excited to be talking basketball and not just a, a canceled schedule or anything like that, but actual basketball. So we're looking forward to it. Um, we'll just jump right in. Uh, we talked to Joy uh, recently about uh, the women's basketball team and uh, their sort of lack of practices together because of COVID or injuries, things like that. Uh, the men's team has actually had a good amount of full practices. You guys have had a couple of COVID hiccups and things like that. And, you know, we did depart for uh, the month of December. Uh, but you guys have had a lot of practices both in the first semester and these first couple of weeks here in January. Um, how have, how has that kind of helped the guys? Uh, whereas at the same time, are they tired of practicing with one another as well? Uh, sure. I think, um, I think more of help than, than tired. Um, I think being able to practice since October 1st, uh, we've been pretty blessed uh, to be able to be consistent. Uh, I think we had to pause maybe a couple of times. Uh, but not for long extensive times. And I thought it was uh, paramount to the growth of because a lot of new, we have a lot of new faces. Um, so I thought it was huge to be able to slow things down, uh, things you probably wouldn't do in a normal year just because uh, the preseason is so condensed. Uh, but we had time to slow things down. I think that helped the learning curve uh, for, a lot of, for a lot of newcomers. And it was good for our returners too um, to, to, to get more improvement in some areas that they would struggle with last year. Obviously we put our system in uh, last year and we weren't able to uh, put the full system in, but this time it allowed us to do that. And um, I think now uh, with the benefit of having some of those practices early in the first semester, you get a chance to see now who's kind of ready to go. Um, and I think that's something that you usually can't do in a normal year. You're kind of using games to kind of fill that out probably the first semester. But I think we have a handle on our, on our, our rotations and who's kind of ready to play right now. That's great. And, and I think one of the things that I, you guys try to simulate game speed as much as possible, does it worry you at all that uh, despite the fact that you try to simulate game speed, there, nothing, there isn't really anything like 
playing a game. And we've had a couple of intra squad scrimmages, but again, just with one another. Um, are, does that worry you at all going to that this opening weekend? Obviously, other teams have had you know, the same kind of thing. Uh, the teams we're playing this weekend have played a game or two, but uh, is that a worry at all? Uh, yeah, well, there's there's another depth level to it, and I think that's the, the outside competition experience. You know, obviously, we as coaches, we, after all these practices, we have an idea what our rotation looks like, but again, um, now you're playing outside competition. You're playing guys who are older than you, um, stronger than you. And also we got to see how kids respond in different situations in games and so forth. And so um, that's the next learning curve for us um, as a team. And that's why, I mean, I like this this year, even though it, um, in a sense it doesn't count a little bit as far as the eligibility. It's a year for us to get experience. That's why I was so, um, I'm excited that we'll be able to play because it kind of, it kind of helps us for next year as well, uh, being able to get this experience for a, for a lot of our young guys. And along those kind of same lines, when you talk about outside competition, Bob and I have talked about your schedule on a couple of different podcasts just briefly. Um, pandemic or not, this is a really tough slate. Uh, this is a slate that's going to get us better for the future against even a, a future opponent in St. Mary's. Um, what excites you about the schedule and the development of the program because of this schedule? Um, I think the strength of opponents and the, and, and, and the opportunity to play teams that you normally wouldn't play. Um, I think especially open up this weekend, you're playing two really good basketball programs. I mean, one that's entering in this in our conference next year will probably be in the upper echelon um, in our conference right away. And then you turn around and you play a very tough Salisbury uh, squad um, who has a new coach, new culture. It seems like those kids are buying in from what I've seen so far and um, they'll be two big tests and they have size, you know, something that um, we have a little bit, uh, but we can't match it with their size. So I'm interested to see how our style of play matches up with theirs. But I think overall, the schedule is really good. I don't think it's even though we're competitors and we want to win every game. And that's something that I got to discipline myself, even though we'll prepare to win. Uh, but it's also an ex experience for our guys. Like this is really um, a long term situation for us to get ready for next year and be be in position to uh, make a, a run in our conference and hopefully get to that NCAA tournament, which we are, uh, we feel like that's the next level for our program and not just being a participant, but actually winning a game in that tournament. So this is part of the process for next year. You know, John, you're talking about like this year is the opportunity to grow and to learn. What are some of your expectations that you want to learn from this year to go into next year? as we head back into NEAC conference play with the addition of St. Mary's to the conference. And, and we lost some of the North teams, but that doesn't mean that uh, the Penn State Harrisburgs and Abingtons are going anywhere though, either. Right. Well, I think for us, I really want to our program to be instilled in our, well, our system of play to be instilled in our players uh, right now. I mean, you, you still have coach max system. Um, our guys are still learning and it needs to be their own. Um, we do, I, I do believe even just last year, just scraping the surface of our system, we, we found something that works in our conference and, um, and we have to get guys to, and I think our returners believe in that, but then we got a lot of newcomers as well who haven't really seen the fruit of what we've been doing. And so they need to see some of that fruit in this upcoming, uh, uh, condensed season so they can understand why we have this and why we do that and why we want to make people uncomfortable, why we want to defend the way we want to, why we need to rebound the importance of that and why we want to live in transition. And then the last part is why we want to share the basketball, uh, make each other better. And so just our, our guys owning who we are um, now that we have 
um, a lot of newcomers with our large recruiting class. This is our identity, and I'm hoping that by the end of this this um, this season, that that identity is um, taken by our guys and carried on for next year. And so this is the second straight season, John, with the same coaching staff, you, Chris Cook, and, and Jalen Archer. With all of the craziness of the, that this year has brought on, how nice has it been to have that kind of uniformity and that comfort level with your assistant coaches in how you're preparing the team and getting this system installed? Oh, yeah. Our, our assistant coaches have been really good. Obviously, last year was our first year together, and we were learning each other. Um, but I thought both of them did an incredible job last year. Um, uh, Chris and Jalen working on our substitution, make sure we have the right combinations out there uh, to recruiting, uh, recruiting the right guys for our system and addressing the needs that the immediate needs more or less of what we needed uh, within this recruiting class. And we did that. Um, and it's put us in position this year in phase two of our recruiting of just filling in gaps and filling in holes um, that we need to kind of complete that roster. Uh, but this year in particular, I just, um, I feel like they have, uh, Coaching-wise, have, have grown tremendously. Um, just in practice, more ownership um, in practicing and, and leading in that direction. Our skill development as well. Um, but I've definitely seen growth and improvement in both areas, and more importantly, initiative as well. And I think we're just comfortable. Uh, kind of, we kind of know our strengths and weaknesses and how we balance those out. Um, and they do a, an incredible job recruiting as well. Um, and so, I mean, we uh, we got a nice core, a nice team right now, and I'm excited about our coaching staff. And the two of them live together off campus. Have you been to that apartment? What does that look like? Oh, that's a good question. I have not been. That's, that's, probably, that's probably a good idea on your part. That's good. Um, you spoke about some of spoke about some of the returners um, to this team, including Jordan Shoebridge, Tyler Norris, Britton Beachy, several others who played key roles at different moments last year. I think it was one of the best things about last year's team was you kind of knew some of the players were going to be each game, but they, they kind of took turns every game, and that makes it difficult for people to, to kind of scout us. Um, what have you seen so far in them uh, with practice this far? And what, some of the things maybe they've improved upon uh, in a different level, maybe some of the returners have gone to. Sure. I would, um, I mean, all of them, obviously another year has helped them and their leadership uh, as far as drills and practices and so forth have been really good because our newcomers have uh, fallen in line with that. Um, and so that I commend our upperclassmen. But I would tell you uh, probably out of all the upperclassmen, I think one has really shined for us in the program this year, and that would be probably uh, Tyler Hilton. Um, he has really, when I talked earlier about the identity and owning our, our identity on both ends of the floor, he has done a tremendous job of that this year. Um, I thought last year um, he fell in love with what we did. And um, the fruit of that on the defensive end, we were able to utilize him. I think offensively, he was still working some things out. And this year, he has put both those things together. And in all our scrimmages and our practices, he has probably been the most consistent guy in our, in our program thus far. And I'm really excited to see what that looks like in the games for him. Uh, but he has deserved everything uh, or earned everything up to this point uh, going into these games. And I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. Um, and I'm hoping that um, it'll, it'll reflect in the games as well. But overall, all the upperclassmen have been really good. Their leadership has been excellent. I was impressed with that last year, coming in as a new coach, um, and they have done the same. Um, so um, that's one part. I mean, as we fast forward to next year, I do lose some good upperclassmen, you know, um, that we're going to miss. But we do have some, some younger guys who are, are, are following their lead, and I think we'll be, we'll be good for the future as well. Who are some of those younger guys that you're really looking forward to 
see him develop this year, uh, maybe get some good playing minutes and, and uh, developing into those future leaders. Sure. Uh, one being Seth Beers. Uh, obviously, Seth comes in very highly talented recruit for us. Um, I think he's um, what, what I love about Seth is he came in prepared as much as he can prepare. He came in prepared and those freshmen don't come in um, and they kind of waste a year a little bit. Uh, just a learning curve and, and so forth and just a, the body maturity. But Seth comes in with the body maturity and now uh, he's controlled what he can control. And now it's just about him learning our system and, and playing playing our way. And that's what he's doing. He's being a sponge and absorbing that way. But right now he's, he's body ready to go out there and compete um, and mentally ready too, uh, to play. Um, Andrew Zetner is another one. Um, he's, he's a, he's going to be, he's a solid player for us, uh, about six, seven, uh, for us can play inside, can play outside. Um, he has really been a highlight for us in our pro. And I think he's going to have a very good career, uh, college career, very good, um, very heady, very smart and a great guy as well, uh, with that. Um, we also have, uh, Grant Sereka. Um, he's, uh, really a good defender for us. Very quick in transition. He's a real jet out there. Um, and he can shoot the ball as well. And so we're excited about his defensive potential um, and then also getting out in transition as well. And then we have some other guys that we that are promising as well uh, that will be in our early rotation with us. And just uh, we want to see a little bit more from them. Um, but we do. We think we got a lot, a lot of good pieces. Uh, but we're looking forward to them. You know, you uh, uh, have done a really great job of recruiting. I mean, even in despite a pandemic, you have a full roster and a lot of players on this team. But I think what's even more unique about it to me this year is there are more local players on this team coming from the LL League that mm -hmm. uh, probably this is one of the most heavy laid, heaviest uh, laden group of like survival players that are coming from locally. Uh, what's recruiting looking like for you? And, and what's that even looking like trying to, to move forward here? I mean, uh, it's, it's hard in this pandemic. Right. It is hard, but I would tell you, we thought it would be hard. This should be the hardest part of our recruiting phase. You know, last year it was about getting quantity and quality. Um, and we also had to address some weaknesses. We were a very inconsistent shooting basketball team last year. Uh, we lacked uh, defensive ownership. Uh, we lacked depth. And so those things we had to get this past year and we had to get guys that had potential uh, fulfilling our system or guys that were already um, uh, immersed in that type of system based off their high school play. And I thought we did that. This year is more about filling in those unique pieces that we need to complete the puzzle. Obviously we know uh, we'll have some turnover with our seniors and things that we have to replace there, but it's not about quantity this year. It's about quality and getting the right pieces to fit our puzzle. And so we knew coming in that was going to be hard and finding those right pieces you have to go after some big fish and you're going to get some rejections. Um, but you, you have to go out there and get those big fishes. And that's what we need right now to come in. We need a, a solid wing. We need a solid athletic four man. And so those, those are the guys that we are pursuing hard and we're focusing on quality in this class. And if we can pick up at least four out of the 15 or 20 that we have in the pool, we consider that a success because they're right pieces to fit in. And they're playing on both sides of the of the court and not one-dimensional players. And that's what we're trying to go away from. We need guys that can play on both ends of the floor. So with the pandemic, it adds more pressure. 
um, and, and more difficulties, but we knew that going into this year's class. And to, to piggyback off of Bob's question a little bit, some of these LL League guys, does it help in practice a little bit that some of the guys know each other? Maybe not from some of them may have played together on, on, you know, club teams, things like that, or AAU teams, but just to kind of, you know, Hey, I recognize you when you know, Penn Manor played Hemfield, you know, we don't really care much for them. And, you know, but mm -hmm. now we're on the same team. Does it help at all in practice that there's a familiarity even before the season starts? I think the familiarity is good. I think when the practice starts, I think it's excitement that they're playing against guys they competed, competed against. Um, and so I think that's there. Not sure necessarily there's a benefit to it, but I think the biggest sell is that, hey, we were in this community, we played within this league, and it's cool that, in a sense, we're putting an all-star team together. You know, we got guys here that can play, and now it becomes a selling and a recruiting marketing tool. And, like, we had, we're recruiting one kid at, at, at Cocalica, and so we had an opportunity to bring Seth with us because Seth played Cocalica and played him twice. And so they had a chance to connect a little bit. And so we're going to do a little creative things like that, too, because we're still recruiting several uh, key guys in the LL League for this upcoming class. And they're going to be instrumental to that um, because we, we think we can build um, a great team um, around a community base. And obviously, we're not limiting our recruiting to just the LL League, but it is unique. It's a cool story. And um, where we want to go with our program, it has a cool ending to it. And if we can get them all to buy into that and help recruit other members and be our recruiters as well, uh, I think we can develop a great story in this community and get people around Lancaster Bible College. Um, because it's more, we're, it's not just about the E-Towns and the F&Ms. Like, we, we, we want to establish our success, and we've had that in the past, um, but now we want to establish it consistent. We want to be in the upper echelon of Division Three basketball. So, yeah. We, uh, we asked Joy this yesterday, and I think we asked Jade, too, last week. It's hard to put expectations on things. such a weird year. We ha you have your own personal goals with the team, things like that. But, you know, in the middle of March or whenever the season's over and, and you're detailing the season and looking at it, what will success be for the men's basketball program in this condensed season of, of 15 or so games? Um, to be honest with you, I mean, obviously we have our internal goals. And, and really, it's irrelevant this year. I think what's, what we've been reminded by, even since we've, been, since we've returned, is that it's about our mission. And our mission is, is really to use our platform to spread the gospel of, of Christ. And we want people to see God in us, not to see us absorbing our glory out there on the court, but to see God in us as we play. And so forget all the, the tangible goals this year. It's about the opportunity to get out there and play. Not many schools are playing. Many schools are canceling. Many schools are restricted in how they practice, who they can play, where they can play, how many games they can play. We've been blessed with administration that is allowing us to be purpose-driven, to use our platform. And that is our goal. And so we have to lock into that and we have to remind our guys every day. So regardless of the test, what the outcomes will, may, may come, who's playing what night, or if a team test positive, we got to cancel games. It's, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's about the opportunity to use our platform. God has expanded our platform to be able to go. And I share with our guys and I told them, I said, what if Lancaster Bible College is the, the vaccine hub for dealing hope and salvation for our teams 
to be individual planes or, or mobilized, whatever, to go out and play. So we get a chance to give people hope and salvation. I mean, you look at a couple of weeks ago with the Capitol Center and things that were going on. What still kept going on after the Capitol riots? Sports. The NBA didn't cancel games. They still kept it on TV. And guess what? People still watched. And so throughout all of this, especially right now, people are going to pay attention to sports. We have a platform. It's been expanded. That's the number one focus. And obviously, internally, we want to win. We want to be competitive. But that is not the goal this year. The ultimate goal is to use our platform to further the message of Christ. And any way we can do that, that's what we're doing. That's what we're focusing in on. Everything else will be secondary for us. John, uh, how, you know, I, it, it's hard. These guys have put a lot of time and energy into it in the fall. Uh, and now since they've come back for the spring semester and everything too, what are you doing to keep things light and fun for them? How, how are they responding to all the challenges that have been put in front of them? Sure. I mean, it, it is tough. Um, I think for us, especially in the first semester, uh, we really try to slow things down and also add a lot of competition. Like we do, we, we're competitive in our practices, pandemic or not. And so that kind of keeps uh, our guys going. Um, we also outside of practice, well, we do as much as we can when we meet once a week outside of basketball and we're, we're investing in them spiritually, leadership wise, and also hearing uh, from other guys um, one of the cool things that we have done has been able to, I know God is kind of, it's not something I had planned going into the season, um, but it's just something that God put on my heart um, is that just taking the passage from the Bible, having our guys focus in on it for a week, we give it to them a week in advance. Um, they have some accountability partners, have them just kind of meditate on it. It's not a long scripture verse. And then we come together and we talk about their perspective of what they, they got out of the word. Um, and that's been a pretty, that's been a very, it's one of it's probably the biggest highlight of the season so far is being able to hear everyone's uh, perspective of how they interpret the verse and hearing so hearing those things. And um, that has been a highlight for, for me. And I think one of the things, our, our latest question that we had, which was pretty cool, um, with everything going on that, that took place, especially after the Capitol, we asked the question, um, this was our, 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 our question for them to just kind of think on, uh, was, does God need the devil? You know, does God need to devil? And obviously we didn't add like to fulfill his plan or anything. It's, it's to their interpretation. Does God need to, it was, it was very, and they had to have a scriptural base to reference uh, their answer, whether yes or no. And I thought that was pretty cool. And we heard a lot of different responses. And, um, and we just kind of summed it up where we felt like everything that happens, the, the worrying and uh, uh, the thing, the anxiety that we may feel and see, maybe things aren't going our way. But you take a step back and you say, man, is this part of God's plan? Is this supposed to happen? Are these things supposed to transpire for God's ultimate plan to take place? And sometimes as believers and Christians, we want to control the situation instead of letting the plan that gets, it's God's will, you know, and, and we, we struggle to accept that in our own plans because we want our plans to prosper. But also when we see things happening uh, in the world today, we're, we, we question a lot of things. And at the end of the day, there, there's a plan that's going and it's going to get fulfilled. That's fantastic. This is, John, this has been great. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you coming by and, and talking about a lot of things that are going on with the men's basketball program, whether it be uh, building related, uh, game related, or, or spiritually related. This is, it's, it's been great and something to look forward to even as people watch uh, 
watch the games this season, I think they can keep that in mind more so than uh, what our shooting percentage is from three-point range. <laughs> I think that, that uh, obviously we want it to be great. We want it to be good, but uh, that's not, uh, that's not really what, really what we're doing here right now. So I uh, really appreciate you, you coming by and we're looking forward to uh, this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks a lot. Again, that was head coach John Mack of the, the LBC Chargers. And looking forward to uh, the guys playing uh, this weekend uh, against St. Mary's on Friday night and Salisbury on Saturday afternoon. All right. Take care, guys. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. So, Bob, uh, I think the big thing uh, to take away from that for sure is that, uh, yeah, we're trying to win. We'd like to go 15-0. and That'd be fantastic. But uh, that's uh, – I don't even want it. Secondary seems high <laughs> at this point. Uh, it, it's just great to hear John when you can hear the head coach say that. And I caught that from Joy yesterday too. And even Jade in his own way last week when we talked about men's volleyball. When you catch that from the coach and you know that the, the, the leader of the ship is steering that direction, it makes you feel good about the team you're cheering for. Yeah, it really does. And Zach, you know, I think even if we go back to last semester, uh, the last decade podcast when we had Nate Muckle and Cameron Horst on, I think we asked them both, like, what makes LBC Athletics so unique and, and the challenge? And they both made the comment of, it's the coaches. The coaches are taking such a personal interest in our spiritual lives. Yes, they want to win, but they, they care about us as people. And I, I know coaches everywhere really do care about their, their student athletes, for sure. It doesn't matter what college, what university you might go to. And I would even think what professional coach... Uh, I, I saw a Twitter photo of Andy Reid. Uh, they were interviewing Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's in the background with his uh, camera filming the guy celebrating and stuff. And the comment was made, he's just loving seeing his guys celebrate, you know, uh, an AFC championship. But when, when our coaches at Lancaster Bible College are even going deeper and asking like biblical questions and spiritual questions, that is a depth that is just unmatched. And, uh, you know, I, I sure hope that the other Christian and Bible colleges out there, their coaches are doing the same thing. And I'm sure they are. But I love hearing our coaches talk very specifically about some of these uh, opportunities that they're having. And what a better year to be doing it, you know, when, when things are not quite the same. Um, it, it's just such a great opportunity to uh, dig deeper with their their student athletes. Absolutely, and the part in the beeping going on in my uh, office here. They're they're <laughs> moving they're moving the thing into the the lift into the gym to replace some lights. So uh, it's not an eighteen wheeler backing up. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's we've seen it time and time again here. And, and to your point, I think at all institutions. Uh, my wife played field hockey in college, and it's the same, she got the same you know, education, as it were, uh, just about life through sports. I think that's the major thing in athletics here is what we believe is this is a, a classroom for later in life. We don't have anybody who's going to play professional basketball very often. We've had, we've had one, this is our 49th year of basketball. So, you know, take the numbers as what they are. Uh, I, I think it's really important to understand that, yeah, we want to win. We want you to be a great shooter. We want you to improve on defense. And that's really, really important. And it is. Um, but the fact that you can make sure that you're learning some things to make you a good dad, uh, to make sure that you work hard at your job, make sure that you're active in your church or in your community, 
those are the things that we're trying to teach here through the game of basketball, through the game of field hockey, through the game of baseball, whatever your sport is. We hope that you're getting that just as much as here's how you recognize a curveball. Here's how you, you know, insert on a corner, whatever it may be uh, that we want to make sure those things are being taught. And when you talk to John, it just oozes out of him for, for what he's trying to do. Yes. I want you to go underneath the screen. <laughs> I do. When you play defense, or I want you to make sure that you're in transition, you know, where you're supposed to go. Yes. But also those little attention, those things, the detail there, that's also going to be when you need to help your wife or you need to be active in your church or whatever it may be. Those little things, those little details, they're just so important. And again, we can talk about the schedule. We can talk about basketball. We, we can do all those things, but um, they, they really are secondary, uh, especially this season with so many teams not being able to play, canceling altogether, major restrictions, whatever it may be. Um, we do get to play and it's really, really special that we're going to play and we have to make sure that we keep that at the forefront as best we can. And this team. Wow. What, what an opportunity has this year to just get them major experience. When I look down through this roster, you know, you got three seniors, a junior, and then it's sophomores and freshmen. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, yeah, I think they're going to take a couple lumps here uh, from some of these games. Who knows? I, I hope they surprise us and they come out on uh, the winning side or whatever, but uh, what a great year for these sophomores and freshmen to really step up, improve their game and be so ready for when uh, we might play in what we would call a normal setting. So we'll see what that looks like moving forward, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch this year. Absolutely. And it's fun to, you know, we, we follow the team, obviously, every year, you and I. And, you know, it's nice to see some of these guys where I, while it's sad to see them go. It's nice to see that, you know, the Tyler Norris's and Hilton's and, and Britain Beaches of the world get a final season and get to play, you know, some more meaningful games. And, you know, their last game isn't last year's NEAC final and things like that. So that, that's always nice to see. And, you know, they've given a lot to the program. It feels like they've been here a long time. Uh, they were freshmen on the team that went to the NCAA tournament in 17-18, and that might as well have been <laughs> 30 years ago at this point. It sure uh, feels so, like it. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's nice to see them get rewarded in that regard and get a chance to play and, and put some meaningful time together. Uh, and, and, you know, to be together as a team and things like that, I think that's really, really important and really special for, for our guys and for our program. So um, we talked quickly yesterday about the schedule, and we're not going to park here too long, but just – St. Mary's and Salisbury this weekend, Southern Virginia next weekend. Again, this is all major fluid and, and can, can change in a heartbeat for sure. But then four straight road games, St. Mary's and two at Salisbury again, and then uh, home and home with Karen in the middle of February. Uh, Moravians there on the schedule and then uh, close out with four games out of five with Brynath and, and a game with Matt Aloysius in there. So a lot of games, uh, nine here at home, six on the road. And uh, like we said earlier, I'm going to bring those games to you on the Chargers Sports Network. Uh, some parents are going to be in attendance, but uh, no fans uh, this season who are outside of the program. So looking forward to doing the games, looking forward to see uh, some of the growth uh, with some of our with our players. I, th I think the team really did start co connecting the dots towards the end of last season, uh, not just because they went on that run and, and won the, you know, in the NEAC playoffs and that, but you could honestly see it. Uh, I think you and I both went to that game in York in late November, and yeah. it was just this disjointed, discombobulated thing on the floor. I think that they you know, kind of knew what they were supposed to be doing, but they just couldn't piece it all together. And by the time you watch them play uh, at, at Penn State Harrisburg in the NEAC final four months later, it's this 
moving parts in and out. Every it's a well-oiled machine, and then you know they, they almost pull off the upset against a really good Penza Harrisburg team. So it's amazing what the four months could do. And that was when they were in season, and now they've had a lot of the first semester to practice and these three weeks here in January to practice. And I, I'm very excited to see it this weekend. I know it'll look probably look a little whatever the first couple of games, but um, I think it'll come along much quicker this year. And I'm excited to see what the guys can do. Yeah, I, I truly am excited too. Um, you know, you and I got to see a, an inner squad scrimmage of the men's soccer team. It was fun, but there were so many unknowns because we didn't know all of them there's a lot of unknown people to me on this team. And I know you've been uh, had the opportunity to maybe uh, step up and watch a, a little bit of practice here and there, but it's a lot of unknowns as we go into this weekend, but a lot of exciting things too. And uh, to see a lot of LL players, I think that's kind of just a real, real neat thing for this year. And, uh, I, and there's a lot of players coming from all over the place. Uh, John is searching high and low for the best fit student, the best athletes that, that's going to complete his team. And uh, I think we're, we're on the way. He, he's laying, uh, uh, he, he's continuing the foundation that's already been laid and going to just build upon it. And uh, I, you know, I, I do see uh, LBC men's basketball. They're going to get back to that tournament and they're going to win a game and, um, leave uh, leave some impressions around in in the near future and I'm, I'm happy that john uh just to wrap up here happy that john gave some credit to chris and jalen because they do a lot of hard work behind the scenes that you're just not going to see if you're only watching the games or coming to the games they're, they're out there all the time with the guys and jalen does an excellent job recruiting that that initial recruit piece jalen's really really good at that same with chris and you know we joke but they are they are together a lot and they're watching film they're watching different things and they really pick some things out uh, that really help the program so i'm happy to see them all working together really really well and uh, again i there's a lot to be excited about i know this season's strange there's not much of a ending that could happen in terms of an ncaa tournament things like that but uh, this could be a really foundational year, just like the on the women's side, where we look back and say, I know that really didn't mean much in the moment, but man, those games are really, really important uh, for some of these guys. And, and now look what they can do uh, in, in big moments and things like that. So looking forward to it. And again, I, I really am excited to see them play for the sheer fact of watching someone play in person, but also just for them to kind of get that reward of working hard, doing things the right way in terms of being safe here on campus and sort of being able to... Um, you know, put LBC out there a little bit. Uh, I think that's been great for our men's basketball program in the past. They've kind of led that ch charge in terms of uh, people recognizing LBC. And I think they get a chance to do that again with our women's basketball, men's volleyball programs here in the month of February, March, and hopefully our spring teams as well. But uh, to, to what John said, I think it's really important that we get a chance to play, uh, but remember why it is that we're playing. So, yep. it's good. And I hope our fans are going to be tuning in. You know, mm -hmm. uh, lbcchargers.com uh, is a great place to stay up to date because things could change like right now we're playing friday night and saturday afternoon for men's basketball um and and that's still the plan but uh if you want to know for sure definitely log in uh to the website follow us on twitter facebook and uh you're going to know exactly what's going on uh, I, uh you with sports information just really do a great job of making sure that people know well, thanks. I really appreciate that. And uh, I think we have something set up, I believe, for those in the local area here. I believe there'll be a little feature on, on the men's basketball team on Thursday night and Friday afternoon uh, on Fox 43. They're going to come here and uh, check out the team for a little while. So hopefully we can uh, make sure we get you tuned into that as well once we know a little bit more. But uh, 
again, I think it's exciting. People want to, uh, to John's point as well. I think I thought he made a great point in here. Uh, just people are interested in sports. They want to watch. They need, uh, they need a break. There's a lot, there's just, a, it's a lot, there's a lot of heavy things going on right now in our world. And people still want that break to watch a basketball game or check out a volleyball box score or, or what, watch a volleyball match for whenever we have some home matches too. It just, I think that it's so nice we're able to, to provide that. So hopefully, like you said, people tune in and, uh, we have a good time. So, yep. Looking forward great. to it. Looking forward to it is right. So, uh, that's going to do it for our podcast uh, this week. Uh, we're going to get ready for some games here this weekend. But, uh, like Bob said, make sure you check lbcchargers.com. Uh, just hit refresh every once in a while just to make sure. Uh, if it's if it's changed, it'll go up right away. That's the first place we're going when we make these changes. So, uh, looking forward to it. And, Bob, looking forward to seeing you in person. Yep. Can't wait. So, I'll see you Friday. Sounds great. Go Chargers go, and we'll see everybody on Friday.